Biden's brain is not functioning while his family's crimes are coming more and more to light. The administration tries to fight back against people questioning it. Pride Month is finally over and still no mass arrests for all the public nudity. And a few feel-good clips about the 4th of July. All today, Eric's America. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. We will make America strong again. self-government that actually works, and it created the greatest superpower the world's ever known. Hello and welcome. Happy Monday. I know, I'm a day late, but uh, doing a little 4th of July celebrating over the weekend, and uh, just trying to wrap it all up today, getting it uh, getting it all in. Didn't want to miss the whole uh, episode, just uh, doing it a little later. No big deal. But anyway, before I get too far into it, I do want to remind everybody to like, subscribe, rate, review, follow all the things that make the things happy. The wonderful algorithms make them all uh, dance and be happy. And uh, it does make a huge difference. And uh, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, the more people check it out, it makes me feel like I'm not just, you know, yelling into the wind. I am just yelling into a mic, but it's fine. It's fine. It's cathartic. There we go. Uh, it's relaxing for me. It helps me out because there's so much you want to say. And it's like, well, uh, how can I, you know, how can I get that out there? Well, this is how I get it out there. So anyway, we are going to jump into this. And uh, I'm, I'm sure I speak for many people who listen. Thank God Pride Month is over. Um, it's a silly thing. Very silly. There is no reason to celebrate, uh, spend a month celebrating genitals and where you like to put them. And uh, the sooner we can dispatch with this whole insanity, the better. Uh, not that it's going to happen anytime soon, because trust me, it is not. Um, the cult that supports it are obsessed with genitals, whether it's where they want to put them or who's what's uh, everything about genitals. That's just their obsession day and night. And um, so, of course, they need a whole month uh, to celebrate this. And apparently this past um, was even more for just showing they're junk to everyone. Uh, and amazingly, no mass arrest. And that's that's what really uh, bothered me. More and more videos and everything else coming out of just dudes walking around with their junk hanging out around kids. I mean, is there ever a reason for that? Well, of course not. Of course there's never a reason for it. Not celebrating anything is it appropriate for a grown man to have his junk out in front of children, period. And I thought we established that and had laws against it. But apparently, if you have a rainbow, then you're completely fine to do that, which then again should anger the people of the LGB yes, um, community. Because 
it just makes you all look like pedophiles, which was the whole reason that there was a fight forever because there was a whole stigma that said, well, you know, you know, if you're gay, then you must be, you know, some deviant who is a pedophile. And it's like, no, no, no. It's just, you know, people with a different preference. We, we went there and now all the worst is not only coming out, it's in the street. Somebody has to put a stop to it. There are a lot of people from the community that are speaking out and saying, yeah, no, that's not us. This is ridiculous. Why do you have your junk hanging out? Why are you, you know, having sex on a float in the street in front of kids? What the hell is wrong with you? And uh, that, that has to come to an end. That just basically, societally, I mean, the reason... There is no reason why there shouldn't have been mass arrests. As soon as a bunch of dudes roll out with their junk hanging out, you just put them in handcuffs. That's that's what you do. So I don't give a shit where you want to put your junk, but it's going to be in some clothing while you're in the street. Okay? That, that, just basic. I don't care where you stick it, but uh, for right now, it's going to be stuck in a pair of drawers. All right? So, you know, it just, oh, man. But that's finally over. And, of course, I'm having a late episode uh, recording uh, because this is the 4th of July. So we got to get some of that in today, too. Make people feel a little bit better about where we're at. Before we get there, though, we have a long, long streak here. This week. You know, this is just from this past week. Uh, of last week, I should say. Last week now. I got to make sure I have that. Last week. Uh, that br Biden's brain just does not function anymore. Like, it was bad. You know, he was doing the campaign. He would say stupid shit. You know, kind of fumbling through things. It progressively got worse. And now it's just to the point that I think it's just mush. I have no idea if he knows. I, I know he doesn't know where he's at or when the time frame is. I mean, he keeps making these weird statements about Africa that they're going to hit a billion people. It's like, dude, that was, you know, like 10 years ago. What are you talking about? Like over a decade ago, they reached a billion people. What are you, what are you on? So I don't think that his brain does work correctly. Obviously, I think it's just mush at this point. I don't think there's any uh, sort of uh, medication or anything like that that can fix this because it has just gotten to the point there is no return. Uh, here is uh, him uh, having no idea where Russia is even fighting. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. Iranian. Whether or not okay. would they pull him back from Fallujah? What? And the, I mean, from, from Fallujah. The, uh huh. The uh, Kherson. You know, uh, we're dealing with that for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now. Uh huh. Because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. To what extent has Vladimir Putin been weakened by recent events? It's hard to tell, but he's clearly losing uh -huh. the war in Iraq. He's losing <laughs> the war at home. And there it is. Okay, so he's still fighting the war in Iraq. So that gives you an idea. He is possibly 2004, 5, 6, somewhere in there. That's where his brain literally has stopped. 
It just it stopped there. And everyone is using him as an empty suit to carry forward their insane ideas, their their craziness, their absolute just um, insanity that, of course, when he was a senator, before he was even vice president, he, you know, there's no way this bigot, crazy person would have went along with any of it. I mean, there was just wouldn't have happened. But, uh, you know, they've, they've utilized it. Here he is talking about, uh, again, has no idea what's going on. It's hard to tell, but he's, he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing, losing the war, the war where? And he Are is fighting uh, the war in Iraq? coming to the fly around the world. Uh, okay. It's not just NATO. It's not just the European Union. We don't care about that. Japan. It's, it's you know, it's 49. Okay, so um, there he was. He said Putin is losing the war in Iraq, which um, is news. I'm glad he's breaking that. Um, I wasn't sure that Russia was... In Iraq, but, uh, you know, it's good to get updated. And, and again, it's just, uh, this is just where he's at. I mean, his brain literally is stuck in that time frame. It never went forward. And he's just an empty suit, a blank slate that the administration can push all their radical craziness through. And of course, that's why they push so hard to get him into the white house because it's, uh, it's like the greatest thing ever. I mean, no other time would anybody go along with anything quite as radical and insane as he has gone with and openly promoting uh, hurting children and everything and, and praising it as the greatest thing in the world. None of that would happen uh, unless he is completely brain dead, which obviously he is. Here he is. Uh, He's sold. The, anyway. Anyway. I started off without you. And I'd sold a lot of state secrets and sold a lot of, a lot of very important things that we shared. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, this is just an ongoing thing. I have to get through all this because it's unbelievable that this guy is the president of the United States. It really, I know I've said that a million times, but it truly is unbelievable that someone that is this mentally compromised and this just incompetent completely. I mean, this is a guy you wouldn't give a driver's license to. This is a guy that, you know, if he was in your family, you'd be like, ah, man, you know, I don't know. Unless his wife can take care of him, uh, you know, maybe we should start talking about a home, you know, because I don't think he's safe. You know, he has no idea. He keeps reliving like a war 20 years ago and there's some things going on. Maybe we should uh, get him some help. Um, he's supposed to be running the country. So just to let you know how, how good you should feel about it. Here we go. Three quarters of U.S. industries grew more con consecrated. I mean, excuse me, consecrated. Consecrated, not consecrated. <laughs> I think I didn't go to mass. <laughs> oh, they, they were geez. moving to diminish so competition. Bad. Consecrated, concentrated. Um, he was saying they were growing more concentrated, buying up their. Uh, competition, I believe is where he was. Who knows? Who knows? He could have been talking about squirrels. I mean, it really doesn't matter. There is no logical anything coming out of the man's brain. There just isn't. And it is really bad because even the mainstream media now is starting to really figure it out. 
okay, uh, they're starting to figure it out. They're starting to understand that shit's not going well. It's not going to go well for a while. And something has to be done. And uh, here is the mainstream. Now, I have to say this has some interference in the middle of it, but I, I got to play it because it's unbelievable. That, and this is uh, CBS, I believe. Uh, two reports from CBS that just blew my mind because I'm like, wow, um, even they have figured it out and uh, they've been better lately. They have been. I will I will give them credit. They have been better lately. Here is uh, talking about how bad uh, Biden is losing. 20% of voters believe this country is headed in the right direction. 74% say the nation is on the wrong track. Let me tell you something about this moment. We have had this sustained period of 70% about a year now. Um, the last two periods in the history of this poll that we've had this kind of sustained negativity about the direction of the country was before the 92 election and before the 2008 election. Both of those changed the party controlling the White House. Oh, okay. So he figured it out. He figured it out that, uh, yeah, they're losing. Yeah, Biden's losing. A lot of people saying he might lose to JFK Jr. or RFK Jr. Um, I don't think so. I don't think that the uh, DNC will allow that to happen. Um, you know, IEC Bernie, uh, what happened with that? Um, see the 2020 election. Uh, the DNC is not going to let um, uh, RFK Jr. Uh, take care of uh, a knockout Biden. Unless something really crazy happens and this stuff really does come home to roost, which it really might. Even the mainstream media is starting to come around and go, hey, listen, there's a lot of crime going on. There's a lot of bullshit. And of course, they can't deny how bad it looks that Hunter is going to walk away with a slap on the wrist for things that even major celebrities, major, uh, very wealthy, you know, in the spotlight people went to prison for hardcore went to prison for and his amount of tax evasion and all the other laws. I mean, that's just minor compared to the other laws that he broke. And of course it is, um, involves Joe and, and obviously that's come out more and more. Um, here is uh, CBS again, reporting on the Biden crime family again, if you want to know that I'm not pulling just from right-wing sources, this is CBS. If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. Gary Shapley was a lead IRS supervisory agent in Operation Sportsman, the investigation into Hunter Biden. Shapley said he uncovered conduct that warranted more serious charges. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses prostitutes, uh, sex club memberships, <laughs> hotel rooms for Who purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden know in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. The back taxes were paid off. And last week, hmm. the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, reached an agreement with Hunter Biden. So my question is, uh, who, paid, who paid off those taxes? $2.2 million in taxes. That's just from what they uncovered. I guarantee you there's much more, but who paid that off? Where did that money come from? Shouldn't someone know since it was hmm, very interesting. Where did that come from? I mean, was it another um, loan from a foreign government? That's weird. Or maybe it was part of all the money that gets sent to Ukraine 
which would probably be my guess, some of that boomeranged back um, since it is quite possibly the largest money laundering scheme in uh, human history. Um, I just have a feeling. Anyway. The president's son would did. admit to a firearm charge and plead guilty for his failure to pay taxes. If a judge signs off, the deal means no jail time. Testimony we have just released details a lack of U.S. attorney independence. Mm -hmm. And Shapley told lawmakers that U.S. attorney Weiss was blocked from bringing stronger charges. But U.S. attorney general Merrick Garland said last week that Weiss was not. I'm saying he was given complete authority to make all decisions on his own. Sure he documented was. exactly what happened, and it doesn't seem to match what the attorney general or the U.S. attorney are saying today. Shapley provided lawmakers this contemporaneous email he wrote after an October meeting last year. Shapley says Weiss told him the opposite, that Weiss is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. It was just shocking to me. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before mm. President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father. What? There are certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them, and you weren't allowed to take them. That's correct. Now, wow. you think about that. You think about that. Now, this is before he was president. This is why he wasn't vice president either. So you don't think these things were set up? You don't think these things were planned in advance? Are you kidding me? Are you joking? This is before he was running for president. And still, the administration was saying, oh, no, no, we can't go after Biden. No, no, no. That's what we talk about when we say the deep state. And yes, it's a it's a generic term. Yes, is it tired and whatever? Yes, it is. But is very real. The administrative state is a real thing because there are more federal employees than you can imagine. It's the largest organization on planet Earth that has ever existed is the U.S. federal government. And so... When you think that, well, we've elected this person or we've elected, you know, put this party in charge, it takes a very long time for you to basically go through and put people in place that either have no uh, ideological bent, which is extremely hard to do, uh, almost impossible, I would say, these days. Things are very polarized. But just to find people that are neutral would be damn near impossible or at least get people that aren't uh, partisan to the point of, of allowing it to control their job. And so what has happened is most of the expansion that has happened to the federal government um, has allowed for this ideological bent. And if you are in the D.C. area, that is obviously very Democrat. And that's where they bring most of the people from. And so you have this ideological bent to all these uh, organizations. And so it, it gets further and further entrenched all the time. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy and goes on and on to where literally you have them running interference for a guy that, you know, obviously they planned something was going to happen. Hate to tell you, but 
That's the way it looks because there is no other reason. The man wasn't in office. So what would it do to damage the DNC other than the fact that it would go back and this is where you go. It would go back and it would look very bad on Obama and open that up to more questioning. And what happens if you do that? Well, who knows? Because they weren't allowed to do it and they slow rolled it and they delayed it until a lot of it has, well, uh, statute of limitations run out on that. We can't worry about that. Uh, I mean, it's just unreal. Can you imagine anybody else saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I bought a bunch of prostitutes, but use that as a tax write-off. You would be in jail. You would be in prison for a very long time, I hate to tell you. And they've put many celebrities and high-profile people and business people and everything else They've put them in prison. One person gets to walk away from it like nothing ever happened. And that's Hunter Biden. And you tell me how that doesn't stink to high heaven. And it does. It stinks. It's rotten to the core. But you can't question it. Okay. You can't question any of it. Because if you do, you're basically a terrorist. And we found out that from Merrick Garland, who is a very, very angry, bitter man. Because he was going to be a Supreme Court justice under Obama. And he was going to be the radical head of the court and he was going to lead them down to their progressive, crazed, ideologically fucked up holy land. And well, he didn't get to. And he's been angry ever since. And this is the backlash you're getting now because now he got to be attorney general. And now he is exacting his revenge on all the people that he hates. And it's obvious he goes after anybody on the right he possibly can, i.e. January 6th versus the BLM riots and all these other, uh, the you know, someone praying outside of an abortion clinic versus the people burning down, uh, you know, pregnancy crisis centers. You know, he can't find them. They're, they they did it in the dark. There's no possible way to even prosecute that. But uh, don't worry. Um, if you have a thought that you are uh, against abortion and you're outside of your home, well, he will bring the uh, FBI uh, in full riot gear to uh, kick down your door and drag you to prison. Uh, and that's who he is. He's just an evil, small little man. And he's very angry here. He's going to let you know that if you even question what he's done, well, I mean, you're a terrorist. Do the American people have cause to be concerned about the integrity of the components of this Justice Department? And, and what do you have to say about how they're acting? I certainly uh, understand that, that some have chosen to attack the integrity of the Justice Department as what? components and its employees mm -hmm. by claiming that we do not treat like cases alike. Uh, this constitutes an attack on an institution that oh. is essential to American democracy and essential to the democracy. safety of the American people. Do you hear that? If you question me, it's the same, it's the same tired argument you get from Fauci and the rest of them. You question me, question science. I am science. He's saying I am the institution of law. I am the institution of equal justice. To question me is to attack our very foundation. No, 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 no. Sorry, no. We're attacking you because you're a pathetic, angry little man who just wants to exact revenge on all the people who didn't make you a Supreme Court justice so you could lead us to your woke, crazy-ass utopia that Obama really, really wanted to head down the road of. That's what it's all about. 
He hates you. He hates me. He hates anyone who's not part of his, frankly, disgusting ideology. And if you question him, well, you're just a terrorist. It's questioning the very foundations of our... No, I don't question the foundations. I don't question the institution. I want the institution to function properly. Obviously, you can't do that. And so you need to get your ass moving. You didn't need to be a Supreme Court justice, and you certainly didn't need to be attorney general. You are just an angry little man that needs to be nowhere near any power. And these are the people you have to weed out. That's, I mean, that's a big thing. These are the people you have to weed out. People that are that angry and bitter with an ideological bent are the people that you can't put in these positions because they inevitably will use that to hurt people they don't agree with. And that is a huge problem that we can't have. Absolutely cannot have. Oh boy. Anyway, um, at least McCarthy gets it. Kevin McCarthy's talking about, well, maybe it's time to uh, impeach uh, Merrick Garland. Will this prompt you to do a impeachment inquiry? Well, you apparently don't follow me on Twitter because yesterday I laid what? out very, very clearly by July 6th, because follow of the allegations Twitter, Brian. the IRS, because of the whistleblowers and nope. the DOJ, our, our Garland, what he is saying and what David Weiss are saying privately are two different things. Right. And if it comes true what the IRS whistleblower is saying, we're going to start impeachment inquiries on the attorney general. All right. And that needs to happen. And it should go all the way to the top. All the way to the top. It's just there's no way to uh, to justify it. There's no way to justify what's happened. Period. If you're putting everyone else who has ever done anything like this in prison and you're letting one man skate because he's, you know, because you're afraid of what will come out. Now, I think really the fear is, honestly, is the fact that Hunter is... A junkie. He's been a junkie all of his life who can't keep his pants on. And he's never, ever, ever had to pay for a single thing he's ever done wrong. Period. Those are the kind of people they know once you put the screws to them, they are going to talk and they are going to not shut the hell up. And I know that Hunter would not mind throwing his dad under the bus because, number one, you can tell from the messages and everything else that he's written, he resents his dad, I mean, tremendously. Number one. And number two, there's no way he's going down alone. He is one of those people that, you know, you say, well, you know, yeah, now you're busted. You're in trouble. Boom. Everybody who's ever been a part of anything, he is going to rat them out quicker than shit. He is going to spill his guts like there is no tomorrow. It'd be sickening how much he would probably run his mouth. And you know that because, I mean, he had no problem dropping off. Sometimes I wonder, I have been around junkies, so leaving the laptop uh, at the repair shop, not surprising for somebody who's an addict. I mean, shit like that happens. I mean, you're thinking about one thing. Your next fix. You're not thinking about, oh, did I leave compromising information somewhere? No, that's not on your mind whatsoever. So there is that. But uh, because of that, I know for sure, that one of the reasons that they are trying so hard to protect him is because if he gets in real trouble, the whole thing's coming down. The whole thing's coming down. Now, there is another person in this mix who um, 
just so happens to be related to, oh, guess what? Another high profile Democrat um, who is hasn't went to jail yet. I think it's Devin Archer. I may have to double check that. I believe it's Devin Archer, which is the stepson of John Kerry out saving the planet. Um, and uh, he has been sentenced to go to jail, I believe. Uh, but he hasn't went yet. And uh, to say that there's probably a deal going on uh, to try to get him to talk, uh, I'm sure there is. Um, who knows what will happen with that? Because, I mean, he's not blood related. He doesn't have as much allegiance to his stepdad as, say, a Hunter Biden does. And so we'll see what happens with all that. Here is the view, which is I have no idea why anybody would watch it. Um, I just saw this clip of um, I can't remember who this is. It's the one on there that always says she is a Republican, uh, whatever. Uh, she has no idea what any of that means. Um, here she is defending Joe of his defense of Hunter. Hunter Biden's story, mm -hmm. uh, the scandal, the this, the that, it's also the story of a father's love. And Joe <laughs> Biden has never and will never uh, give up on his son, son Hunter, and will never uh, treat him lesser than. And so he is a father first. Take it or leave it. Yes, he is a father who put his son in this position, which makes it even more disgusting when you think about it, because all the stuff you read on the laptop and everything else is basically Hunter supporting the entire family. Now, this is what you got to understand. He was supporting his dad. His dad was getting a lot of money. His whole family was getting a shit ton of money from all these crazy deals he was doing. Yes. Hunter was spending a shit ton of money on drugs and prostitutes, but as well as his dad, he was taking care of his dad and he says it over and over, you know, giving, you know, so much money to dad and everything else. And, and all the family members, I mean, supporting the entire family from his insane deals around the world, which are just dirty as hell. And I just don't know how the, the Democrats would recover if all this, you know, really came out full bore, it, you know, they, they had Watergate, which compared to Watergate, this is, oh my God, uh, a firecracker. Uh, if Watergate was a, a firecracker, then this is a nuclear, uh, warhead. Okay. This is, there's no comparison of the two. There's not even in the same ballpark. If this came out and, and really came down full force and all of it really was, you know, prosecuted and brought to light, uh, that everybody knew the story similar to Watergate and was condemned. You're talking about maybe 50 years before the, the DNC would recover because, you know, it, it reaches so many different, uh, prominent Democrats. Number one. And number two, the scale and scope and ramifications of these deals, because we don't even know so far. We, we do know some things. I mean, there were money coming from Russian oligarchs to come to Hunter. And just strangely enough, those are the only oligarchs that weren't, uh, you know, hit with sanctions when Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine itself, all the money that uh, came from Burisma and all these different um 
Ukrainian deals, and now suddenly we're spending hundreds of billions of dollars to defend Ukraine. You know, can you imagine if the American people knew as a certainty the only reason we're spending billions of dollars and causing all this disruption is just to cover for, you know, hush money or, or, you know, dirty money that was laundered to Joe Biden through Hunter. Can you imagine that? I mean, you're talking about literally 50 years before they would ever be able to recover from that. So there is a vested interest interest in keeping that uh, very much under wraps and keeping it down. Not only are they trying to keep that, you know, under wraps and yeah, just give, you know, whoever we got to get, whatever we got to do, run out the clock, uh, run interference, whatever we got to do to keep Hunter out of prison. But you also have the other side where they have to make the other side look as bad as possible, charge them with whatever, do anything we can to keep the focus off of us. And one of the big things that uh, happened this past week was actually the the, the explosion, I guess, of CNN once again, where they just can't stop stepping on their own feet. They can't stop, get out of their own way. And so they released this Trump tape that supposedly was the smoking gun. And of course, they make a big deal. We have an exclusive. We're going to talk about this. Uh, we're going to play this audio tape that just really buries Donald Trump. And uh, boy, Boy, did that backfire and backfire quickly. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. And we're back. So, yeah, this was a huge thing for CNN. They're getting an exclusive uh, tape that's going to be the um, smoking gun for the trial. Now, of course, any thinking person really would have said, well, wait a second. Um, didn't they just uh, put a uh, a an order, a court order that no one talk about what is going on with this uh, documents uh, situation. And so this would be a direct violation. Now, this wouldn't have come from Trump. This would have had to have come from the DOJ, right? And so it's really strange, but you have to think about, we'll talk about here in a minute, why you would do this. And number one is because you're trying to keep someone from run, uh, being elected. That's the only reason. So, uh, of course there's a big buildup and here it is. Here's the smoking gun of Donald Trump. Former president's club in Bedminster, New Jersey. The president was aware he was being recorded. It's the first time it is being played publicly. With Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. Pause it. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. Just now, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm-hmm. Except it is like highly confidential yeah. <laughs> secret. This is secret information. Look, look at this. By the way, isn't that incredible? Yeah. I was just saying, because we were talking about it. <laughs> and pause and he, really quickly. He wanted to attack Iran and what? These are the papers. This was done by the military, given to me. Yeah. See, as president, I couldn't eat less. Yeah. Uh, now I can't, you know, but this is yeah, now now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? It's so cool. 
It is so cool. So that was their smoking gun. They said, see, he is sharing secret or confidential information with a journalist, and this is really bad. Well, there happens to be a few problems with that. Number one, uh, Trump first said, well, that's not what I was talking about. I didn't actually have it. It was actually an article I was talking about and that, uh, you know, this was him and I had this paper. Now, here's another big problem. Uh, people started digging into this and said, well, out of all the information that was, you know, taken from Trump at Mar-a-Lago and all the raid and all the insane shit that happened, this document wasn't part of it. So there's a problem. Well, there's actually even a bigger problem. It turns out that this is pretty much a hoax. Okay. This is a PR stunt done by the Justice Department to try to win a case in the court of public opinion, I guess. But it, it doesn't really matter. They're not really going to convict Trump in the court of public opinion. This isn't really that kind of case. What it is is a way to a sideways way to make this case hurt him politically is what they're hoping. That is the point. Are they actually going to win the actual case they brought against him about the uh, documents? Well, chances are not, you know, not really. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, and there's major precedent for this, uh, i.e. Uh, even, uh, for example, the Clinton, uh, what was it, underwear drawer or sock drawer uh, case or whatever, where Clinton had all these audio tapes that he had of uh, him talking with world leaders and all this stuff. He had all these uh, basically what would be considered highly classified, highly uh, secret uh, talks with all these foreign governments and everything else. And he made the audio recordings and he stuck them in a sock drawer and they ruled, well, it was his personal property. It's his to do what he wants with. And so that kind of blows up any case that they would have against Trump. Now, the problem is this is not part of what they're charging him with. That document does didn't exist. Um, is it out of the ordinary to say that Trump was bragging that he had something that he didn't? No, that's pretty par for the course. Um, but the thing is, is that's not part of what they're charging him with. So the whole thing was a stunt. This whole thing, period, is a stunt because it is literally just to try to win an election. And we know this because just last week, uh, good old Rachel Maddow, well, she just admitted it out loud. I to wonder if the Justice Department is considering whether there is some political solution to this criminal problem, whether part of the issue here is not just that Trump has committed crimes, but that Trump has committed crimes and plans on being back in the White House. Do they consider as part of a potential plea offer something that would prescribe him, proscribe him from 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 running for office again? Oh, OK. So that's what it's about. And of course it is. And that's what the whole tape leak was about. It's not part of the case. That's how they could leak it. Otherwise, if that was part of the case that they had been court ordered to not talk about and they released it to a national media source, well, the, the trial's over. The trial's over then and there. It gets dismissed because now 
you have violated the court order. You have released evidence uh, in a trial that's supposed to be confidential. You have tainted any kind of jury pool that you would possibly have. You have made a big deal. And there still could be the case that they have tainted the jury pool. But still, at the end of the day, this would get dismissed. It'd be done. You're, you're done. You had to have one strike and you're out because that's how that works. And uh, so it didn't make sense. The other thing is CNN apparently can't get out of its way. It was so hell-bent that it would finally, finally, finally have Donald Trump on tape. They could finally hammer it home. They could really, really make this stick. And boy, were they going to celebrate. And of course, of course, they had Anderson Cooper. Because nothing would make Anderson Cooper happier than to be able to hammer somebody on the right and just really drive that stake in their heart. Because that's who he is. He's a horrible human being. Um. They got scammed. They got scammed and they got used. And they were too blinded by ideological hate to see it coming. It, it's, it's terrible. It's like being blind in one eye and there's a, a hook coming right from that side. You can't see it and you're just going to get smacked right in the face. And that's exactly what happened. Because here's the thing. They just were used to try to make some kind of political uh, hit for the DNC, which is no, no new thing happening for CNN. That's who they are. The problem is they really, really thought they could get this done. They thought for sure that this was their deal. And unfortunately, it turns out, well, not only is mm, that not part of the case, but if it were, you would have just blown up the case. So anyway, that's how that works. But if you do know that uh, there is one person, unfortunately, uh, one person uh, that the Democrats are scared to death of more than anybody else, it is Donald Trump. They're not as scared of DeSantis. They're not as scared of these other candidates. They're scared of Donald Trump. How do I know this? Well, here's Nancy Pelosi uh, talking about the uh, when they censured uh, Adam Schiff uh, for his bullshit that he, you know, was pushing all the lies and everything and coming out and, you know, perjuring himself. And all he gets is told, you're bad. Don't do that again. How fucked up is this? If you committed major perjury as a regular citizen, you are looking at jail time. Okay. And if it causes a huge problem with a criminal prosecution, well, then you get, uh, uh, obstruction charges along with perjury. It's pretty bad. But apparently, if you are a congressman or a senator, bleh, no big deal. No big deal. Oh, we're going to write a note and say you're really bad. You're very, very bad. And then they take that even worse. Because here's Pelosi talking about the censure of Adam Schiff. And uh, I'll just give you the background story real quick. They had a vote the first time. The first time it failed, some uh, Republicans went against it because it had a huge monetary fine along with it. And somebody said, well, we can't really fine a congressperson for lying, blah, 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 blah. And so it came back with just a censure, just basically in open you know, open session, they're going to all get up and say, oh, you're really bad. You shouldn't have done that. Don't do that again. Pathetic. 
pathetic is what it all is. But anyway, uh, the second time, of course, it passed uh, and they got to uh, get up and tell him he was bad, bad, bad. And don't do that again. Naughty, naughty. Um, And apparently that bothered uh, Pelosi, who decided that it wasn't really the fact of the money or anything. Well, here you go. Is, Is that when we had this vote, was it a week ago, it lost the vote to censure Adam Schiff. Mm-hmm. The word is, and I don't know because I'm less forced than to speak about what goes on among the Republicans, but the word is Donald Trump forces weighed in and now the vote changed. Because protecting the um, unpatriotic, unscrupulous uh, behavior of Donald Trump. Okay. So that's a pretty good spin, huh? Donald Trump called, and then we had to tell him he was bad. Oh, oh okay. No, I believe if he had that kind of uh, that kind of clout, it would have been Donald Trump called, and now suddenly Adam Schiff's in handcuffs, which you would be, by the way. Just to let you know, you, I, any of us, if we did anything anywhere like this, not only would we not own anything anymore because we would be destitute because we would, um, you know, be sued into oblivion uh, and our children would probably be paying off the the amount of money we would owe for uh, slanderous um, bullshit that went on. But uh, all the uh, lying uh, under oath, uh, I believe they call that a crime, but no. If you're part of the elite organization, that is fine. Don't worry about it. That's only for the commoners. Only for the commoners do they get in trouble for lying under oath. We don't have to worry about that. We get told we're naughty, naughty, and don't do that again. And even when we're told that, apparently it's too far. We've gone too far. It was Donald Trump, man. He really weighed in and and found out and and got them to change their vote so they could tell Adam Schiff, naughty, naughty, bobblehead, you know, you shouldn't lie. Do that stuff. That's naughty. What the hell kind of joke is this? Censure? You should be out of office. You can't. (laughs) I can't stand it. And that's the reason why I have a hard time. I have to step away from this stuff uh, more and more lately because it just gets so, to you so bad after you sit and watch this and go through this stuff for a while. It just really gets to you. You're like, you, you've got to be, in, you're kidding me, right? This guy, it has literally been proven that he perjured himself. Multiple, multiple, multiple accounts of perjury. And nothing. He was told he was naughty, naughty, and don't do that again. Uh, what the hell? I d- anyway, <sighs> don't worry, though. Don't worry. I know it seems like everybody's turning on Biden. We talked about it earlier. Even the mainstream media is saying, well, people don't like Biden. They don't like this economy. Don't worry. KJP and uh, some White House shills, they're letting you know that it's 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 going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Uh, KJP wants to know, let you know that uh, Bidenomics is working well. Is currently dealing with, but look, 13 look. million jobs again. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you think about uh, how jobs. Americans feel better about their personal finances, that is important. When you think Who about wages are going up, when you think about the uh, really good-paying millions of good-paying jobs. <laughs> 
that union jobs that uh -huh. his policies are going to create. Yeah. That are going to create. I thought they should have already created or we've already created 13 million jobs. Well, no, no. It's just the same lie. Even the, even the Washington Post can't deal with that lie. He didn't create 13 million jobs. He got lucky to come in after the pandemic and things were still shut down in much of the country. And he got to come in and as things opened up, go, huh, look guys, I created all, all these people going back to work. Oh good. That's uh, me. I did that. No, you didn't. In fact, if you'd have had your way, they'd have stayed locked down for another two years. I hate this. It's uh, what did they, they deemed it the bottomless lie, which is good. Good. That's good. Uh, here's a white house shield telling you how it's, it's all going to turn around. I know the numbers look really bad right now and everybody's upset, but it's going to turn around in no time because people are just now they're just now, I know it's been two and a half years, but just now they're just really biting into that apple and feeling good would ask why it isn't translating into more support for Joe Biden. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think what you're seeing good. right now, Mika, is people are just starting to really feel the effects of these programs that got yeah, put in yeah. place uh, the first two years of Joe Biden's presidency. That's he what had it is. a truly historic rate of success when it comes to major economic programs historic. that are building the foundation and the infrastructure for mm -hmm. America to lead the world, not just in innovation, but in manufacturing in the number of jobs we've created in exports again. People are starting to feel that now. Oh, they're starting to feel that now. Well, where are they feeling this? Because I need to go to this wonderful feelings place where everybody's feeling so good. I, I don't know where it's at. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not in this country. Maybe it's in some foreign country where they're feeling really good about, I think it's China. I think China's feeling really good about the U.S. economy. Uh, and maybe that's where they're talking about because I don't believe it's anywhere, you know, in America. See, no one's really feeling good about it. And, and that's because no one can, you know, afford shit god these these people and i don't know who they're talking to or who they think they're going to convince with this are they thinking that people are and they do and we found out last episode about how people feel um the guy from black rocks like oh the common people they're too stupid to figure it out so we just have to tell them and that's what's going on here this lady thinks you're so stupid that you're going to be like oh no you feel good about this now you feel good about this now you feel good about the fact that it costs you uh, way more to be able to live, but you've gotten pay raises. Well, no, I haven't. I haven't got pay raises because I have to spend more to live. And now I make less than I did before because it costs more for the things that I have to have to live. And that's all thanks to Biden and his administration. I, I don't understand what kind of crazy world they think that, you know, everyone is just so dumb. They're just so stupid that they're like, oh, yeah, I feel much better now. Yeah, I went and got uh, a week's worth of groceries and it cost me, uh, you know, my entire paycheck. I feel great. Yeah, I can't pay any other bills. Yeah, that's how people are. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. That's exactly how people feel. We did get one blessing for the 4th of July from the Supreme Court. And I will say the Supreme Court has been uh, one of the bright spots uh, for a while now, it has been a legacy that Trump can actually run on. He could actually run on the success of the uh, Supreme Court.
And uh, so this week they struck down uh, affirmative action and said, listen, you can't be doing this shit anymore. You, you can't. And basically what they had done was say, hey, um, you, you, these schools, Harvard and Yale and all these places had basically said, well, uh, Asians to the very back of the line in front of them will be white people in front of them will be Hispanics in front of them will be black. And we're going to judge accordingly. And that's the way we're going to do our admissions. And, uh, you know, the Supreme court rightly and correctly said, that's not how America works. We have a constitution that says all people are created equal. We have clauses in there. It says you can't discriminate on the basis of race, sex, all this bullshit. We went through all this for years and years and years. We went on and on and on about it. What the hell are you actually doing? Are you seriously considering uh, going on with this policy? It says we openly discriminate. Doesn't matter what color of skin you decide you're going to discriminate against. It's all discrimination. It's real simple. It's real easy. It doesn't take a uh, road scholar or a genius to figure it out, but apparently it does. Apparently it's uh, either you figure it out or these people are just, you know, God awful bigots. You decide because here is a uh, black Democrat on, uh, I think it's MSNBC or one of them, of course, talking about, uh, what a horrible thing this is. It is not preferential. Race is one factor. And it's not like, okay, as I said, there were only three black people in my law school graduating class. And that probably was affirmative action. But now that schools no longer have to consider race, you know, I fear what will happen and what will there be many lawyers who look like Charles and I in the future or doctors or accountants. Um, it is a problem and it's not preferential treatment. Um, I disagree highly. It is preferential treatment to say, well, you go to the front of the line because of your skin color. I believe we define that as preferential treatment. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been quite a while that we figured that out. Um, apparently she hasn't. Um, and number two, uh, basically you just said without preferential treatment that, uh, black people aren't smart enough to do it. Well, I'm sorry. Um, now, not only are you ignorant, but you're a bigot. Thanks. Thanks for revealing who you've always been. And I've said this over and over. Their colors shine through every time you give them a chance. They have been the party of bigotry their entire existence. They didn't change they didn't change a damn thing. These are the same bigots they have always been. They changed the outer cover, but inside they're just the same old bigots that have, per that have just been pervasive in the Democrat Party since its inception. Biden's no different. He's been a bigot his entire life. He's still a bigot. Here he is, uh, not only uh, showing his bigotry and just, you know, showing his stupidity as well. We're going to check it out. So this court is not normal. What did you mean? What I meant by that is it's done more to unravel basic rights and basic decisions than any court in recent history. And uh, that's what I meant by not normal. It's, it's, it's gone out of its way to, I mean, for example... Take a look at overruling Roe v. Wade. Take a look at what the decision today. Take a look at how it's uh, how it's ruled on a number of issues that 
are have been precedent for 50, 60 years sometimes. Okay, so we're going to pause there for a second. All right, so he said they uh, just have uh, this weird, screwy thing where they uh, sit down and they look at the Constitution and they go, wait a second, um, this goes against what we believe as a country that we've accepted that this is our playbook. And we're saying that you can't do that. And that's weird to these people. That's weird. Now, why would that be weird? Why would it be weird and against uh, the grain to say you can't discriminate against people? Now, I thought we all had agreed a long, long, long time ago, long before I was born, that discrimination was bad, right? Right. I, th I think that was agreed upon. And it wasn't supposed to matter what color of skin or what genitals you had or what genitals you preferred, all that bullshit. It's just basically a merit-based system. If you have the skills or you have the qualifications, then that's what matters. That is America. Amazing, right? But apparently that's not good. That's bad. You should always see race. Okay, bigot, we, we figured it out. We got that so far. Now, with the Roe v. Wade, um, they're saying, yeah, there is no right to kill babies. There is no federal uh, law or federal uh, precedent or anywhere in the Constitution that says uh, you have the right to life except if somebody decides that you don't. See how that works? It's pretty easy, pretty simple. You just break it down. It says you have the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That's in the Bill of Rights. And it doesn't say anywhere in there that you have all those rights inherently, um, except if your mom decides you should die. Huh. Well, that's weird. So murder is illegal. We've established that. And we've established that, you know, if, you are human. You have the right to live in this country. Well, that's weird. Those are very, very strange concepts. Um, it's just really weird that somebody goes, there's taking laws away, just taking rights away. That's a right to kill is not a right that we can give out. Okay. You don't have the right to just kill innocent humans. All right. That's why it's stupid to, you know, create all these, you know, special, special, uh, you know, hate laws. You just can't kill people, okay? And we should, you know, pretty much generalize uh, what happens. If you kill innocent people, well, then there's a penalty for that, period. Be real easy. The other thing that really bothered me about what he said, sometimes this is precedent for, you know, 50, 60 years. You know what else was precedent, precedent for a very long time? Slavery and segregation. Do you think we should have kept those because they were precedent for 50, 60 years? I mean, there's, they're crazy. There's overturning stuff that had precedent. Uh, there's precedent for both of those. We overturned those, and I thought that was a, you know, a good thing. Apparently not. But here's the problem. As you will find out here in just a second, it's a problem when you don't even know what document you're reading. Because here we go. And that's what I meant by not normal. Value system is different. And, and it's, it's respect for institutions is different. And in that sense, it is, uh, it is not as embracing of, of all 
what I think the, con the Constitution says we hold these truths to be self that all men and women are created equal, endowed by their creator. It's the uniqueness of America. We never. Okay. So it's uh, their value system's different. Their value system says all people are equal and we can't discriminate against people. Okay. We can't discriminate no matter what the color of their skin is. So that's something weird that uh, has just been brought up to Biden. He's just never heard this before. It's just such a bizarre concept. Why would the Supreme Court ever, ever come up with a ruling? I mean, in his head, it's just it, it's just inconceivable that a court would come up and say, listen, you can't discriminate against people. So to him, that is such a foreign concept. Why is that a foreign concept? Because that is all he has thought about his entire life. That is what the Democrat Party has been about since its inception is discriminating against certain people. And they cannot deal with the fact that somebody would think you shouldn't. Doesn't matter. It's weird. I know. I know. So there he already shows his true colors. He's used to discriminating. He doesn't understand not discriminating because that's all he's ever known and what it's all about. So anyway, we've got that. But then we move on to what he's reading or quoting from. All men and women are created equal and endowed by the creator. Bro, bro. I remember the constitution. I think it starts out as we, the people in the United States of America in order to form a more perfect union. Well, wait a second. Where'd that other speech come from? Oh, that's right. The Declaration of Independence. So it is a problem. If you don't understand where the document they are reading, well, of course you have no idea what the hell they're talking about. The President of the United States does not, I repeat, does not know the difference between the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. And you might say that would be maybe not a big deal for some kid who's at spring break, half in the bag, jumping off a boat into the ocean. And you ask him a question, hey, blah, 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 what's this from? And he says the wrong thing. And you go, ha, 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 these dumb kids, uh, he's drunk and on spring break. That's one thing. It's a completely different one to have the president of the United States on camera, in an interview, start quoting the Declaration of Independence as the Constitution. We lived up to it. We never walked away from it. And this court seems to say that, no, that's not always the case. The idea there's no right of privacy in the Constitution, giving states power that we fought a war over in 1960. Okay, giving states power that we fought a war over in 1960. What war did we find in, fight in 1960? Um, none? Can I choose none of the above? Let's do a Jeopardy style. What is no war, Alex? No, wonderful. You win. We didn't fight any war in 1960. Now, are you talking about the Civil War? Because, yes, this is the same war we had in 1860 over the Civil War. We said, yeah, yeah, can't discriminate against people for the color of their skin. You can't own people. So, in a, in a sense, it is the same war that we had then. 
And giving the states power, well, that's the point. There is no federal law that says you can kill babies. And there's never going to be a federal law that says you can kill babies. So there is no federal precedent to allow people to kill babies. Simple. Easy. It's just, it's just that easy. Pretty simple. Um, this is the problem. You don't know the difference between the Constitution and the Declaration. Um, you think we fought a war in the 1960s to do what we fought the war in the 1960s to be able to discriminate i don't know what the hell you are talking about and uh, i believe this was the same interview that he just got up and walked out on before it was over he's just like ah, i gotta go by and just wandered off and everybody's like um oh okay all right yeah it's a very weird weird situation but uh anyway uh, there's so many people have come out and, uh, there's been people on Twitter and everything else and going, Oh, you know, never be another black person graduate from here because, uh, because of this ruling or we're still going to discriminate. I, it is the bizarre, bizarro mirror world that we live in. It really is. I mean, you have people with open bigotry being lauded as champions of minorities how do we get here? How did we get in this upside down world? I mean, we've already just gotten done with uh, pride month where there's a whole group of people that have no idea that you should cover your junk up in public, that uh, people have no idea what men and women are. And now we've got to the point where open bigotry is accepted as somehow inclusivity. I, I just, and freedom is, well, let's be honest. It's 1984. Freedom is slavery. It's unreal. It's unreal. We didn't always feel this way, though. So I want to play a couple clips. I have played them, I don't know, a couple years ago, maybe. Uh, just how we used to think of freedom and everything else. And these, again, I, I really like these because they used to be, this was just PSAs, basically, just public service announcements while you were the equivalent of, Today, you're watching your favorite show on TV, and all of a sudden, this would come on, and it wasn't the uh, you know government telling you to give up your freedom and, and mandatorily take their jab they figured out or some crazy uh, campaign about how you're being oppressed or something shitty. These were just great things that just really, I don't know, we need them now, and uh it is July 4th. I know I've played the um, Star Spangled Banner like you've never uh, heard it before, which was a great one. Uh, this one, these, some of these are very interesting. Uh, I just want to play maybe a couple of them to uh, end today's episode because I think they really are great. Here's one called Guard American Freedom. This is just great. For almost two centuries, Americans have enjoyed the valuable privileges of freedom. Now, freedom needs each American to dedicate himself to its preservation. We must not allow our liberties to be endangered by neglect of our duties as citizens. During this year of rededication, join with your fellow Americans in reaffirming the principles on which this country is founded and the safeguarding of those principles. Make it your business to see that federal, state, and local governments are conducted honestly. Help to maintain the good morale of your sons and daughters in the armed forces. Learn the facts about all candidates and issues. 
Then vote for the one you believe in. Make the most of every minute on your job. Produce as much as you can. And thus increase our military and economic strength. Work for better schools and a better community. Guard your American heritage of freedom. It needs you. Wow. Can you imagine that being played today? It's just unreal to me. I mean, that's great. That's great. People should be reminded of these things. And this is the last one I'll play today. It's Protect American Freedom. It's great. There are people in most countries who would like to live in the Republic of the United States or the Dominion of Canada where that good Olga Cole is so. Now, I just have to uh, amend this one. Uh, no one wants to live in the uh, Canada anymore. It is not a republic. Props. The Republic of the United States. I love that. Someone actually knew what form of government we had. Wow, that's nice. Citizens of our free countries are the envy of many people elsewhere because of the personal freedom which we have enjoyed. Why then doesn't every country adopt a form of free government? One answer is that unfortunately there are people and parties in many nations who are so greedy for power that they will sacrifice the freedom of their fellow countrymen to obtain power for themselves. History even recent history, is replete with such instances. That is why the citizens of the Republic of the United States and the Dominion of Canada must be careful to recognize at its very beginning any movement to steal or limit their freedom. That is not always easy. The man who would enslave a free people doesn't begin by saying, now I'm going to be your dictator. Instead, he probably will claim that he is a devoted supporter of personal freedom. But all the while, he will support policies that weaken and undermine personal freedom. Such a man will deny any totalitarian aims. But free citizens must not be deceived by such denial. Apparently, it is a cardinal principle of every sincere totalitarian that he is justified in lying, if such lies will advance his plans. In these times, no public figure and no party or organization supporting such a person can be accepted without careful consideration. Every public figure and organization must be carefully scrutinized. And if their real aims are to limit or to destroy our freedom as individuals, they must be opposed and defeated. You're damn right. Wow. Those are great words. I have nothing else, actually. I'll leave you with that. That's just amazing. Every institution, every politician, every one of them should be scrutinized. And if they're trying to limit your freedom, they should be defeated. That's amazing. That should be played every day. On every medium, honestly, until we get things straightened out. Hell, even after that, I'm telling you, really needs to be done. Anyway, that's all I have. Please enjoy the fourth. And remember these words. Remember these words. You know, scrutinize. It's okay. Don't let people like Merrick Garland or any of these people, Biden and all them, don't let them tell you you can't question everything. It's the point of America. Question and always protect freedom because that is the only real value that we truly have. It's what made us the greatest country in the, on planet Earth. It's what made us the wealthiest. And it will continue to as long as we guard our freedom. Anyway, I do want to uh, do remind everybody to like, subscribe, rate, review, all those things. I will be back next week, later this week, and uh, with much more. And until then, just remember, no agenda, just America. We will make 